week's episode of The Voice Party is brought to you by Big Boy Raps. Get your car wrapped by some of the most experienced and skilled in the Bay. Big Boy Raps, where the big boys play. Welcome everybody to The Voice Party. The show where dreams come true. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got a very special guest. Introduce yourself. Hey everybody, my name is Marifer Bernal. You guys could call me Marifer. <laughs> or uh, you guys can find me on Instagram, Marifer La Mariposa. Explain to them. Uh, do you mind explaining the origin of Marifer? Because I've never heard that name ever. Really? Yeah. No way. No way. Yeah, yeah. Have you? No. no. Yeah. No, I've never heard Not it. at all. Um, yeah. So it's, it's, it sounds awesome. Super unique. Yeah. 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 What? Yeah. Um, you know, like Chuy, Maria de Jesus. Yeah. So, Ch- you know, Chuy. Chuy, yeah. Or yeah. I've, heard, I've heard that one, yeah. but never yeah. Marifer. Marifer. Yeah, yeah. Marifer is like, I guess, pretty common in. in in Mexico. Really? Um, but Marifer is a combination of Maria and Fernanda. Okay. And um, I spell it with an I, with a tilde. And when my mom, when we, so I'm an undocumented, um, documented person. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And so when we first came to the country, uh, my mom had me spell it with a Y to make uh, it easier for yeah, for, sure. for my classmates and for my teachers to say Marifer. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I got to college, I was like, you know what? It's an I. Hell yeah. It's an I, and yeah. it's Marifer. I hate changing Not Marifer. Yeah. yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. That's, like, uh, I, I know that, that back in the days, that was a big thing for um, um, immigrants, like, you know. Yeah, changing their names. You're Roberto, now you're Bob. Yeah. 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 Even in the Asian community, right? Like, yeah. it's just, like, they'll have Daniel when it's, like, something completely different. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. That it's a, it's, It has a, a great, like, um uh like it phonetically sounds awesome mighty fair it just i don't know it's something fun there's certain words that are fun to say i like I just it yeah. keep it's saying got a it. really nice ring and it's very authentic i like yeah thanks yeah. um yeah I, I just wanted to em- embrace it it's mm-hmm. a combination of maria fernanda i think maria fernanda is way too long it sounds like a character from a novella or something it's still very strong <laughs> um, sounding i like how strong it sounds you know and- maria fernanda she slaps <laughs> yeah <laughs> cries in spanish, cries in spanish. <laughs> he falls in spanish someone's <laughs> plotting revenge over some sort of social slight yeah oh but novellas are so toxic man yeah <laughs> and it's crazy because this is we- our like social um education yeah. for a lot of people and we didn't realize when we were watching these. Back in, I, I, you know, you don't realize how toxic it is. Yeah, <laughs> soap operas are like American soap operas are just as toxic. Yeah, like, that's just the nature of soaps. I think you watch them and like, God, is, like, is that how like stressful <laughs> adult life is gonna be? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and sometimes it is. Sometimes it isn't. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's a toss up. Yeah, it's but a like up. in every other episode, someone's trying to like <laughs> poison you yeah. with tortillas. <laughs> <laughs> he poisoned all my cows. <laughs> we have to burn his village like oh my god really like it's, it's, is that serious <laughs> yeah no yeah that that i never thought about that <laughs> i always um i remember thinking this uh one of our guests said this and i was like yeah i did too but i forgot to mention it like I, as a child i wanted to be in a novella it just you know i don't know it just seems fun being that <laughs> extra for 
you know, 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> What's one of your favorite novelas? It's true on this subject. Sorry. Oh, man. Okay, so Betty La Fea. Oh, yeah. The Which one? Because um, there's like three, right? Right, there's like three. Yeah. <laughs> um, I like with, um, is it Angelica? Oh, Maria, is it? That's the Mexican one, right? Yeah, the Mexican yeah, one. Yeah, okay. I really like that. Ruby. Okay, I have four oh sisters, God. so I've seen all of these. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. It's this, this so is, toxic. This is ugly, Betty, right? For yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. But even if you like look at the whole storyline between you know, a, a ugly Betty, it's it's so heft up. Yeah, how like social standards are really creating Absolutely. like what beauty should and shouldn't look like, and how beauty really impacts your success mm-hmm. in the corporate world. Yep. You know, she she's she changed her hair, she changed her glasses and all of a sudden she became beautiful. Yeah. You know, she lost weight. Oh, she's beautiful now and so we should give her attention and maybe she should like go up the ranks in the corporate world like how do yeah. and what, finally what, get the guy that she wants. Oh, and it, and then the guy finally pays attention to her. Right. And he's nice to her. And he's yeah. nice, he's to, nice her. to her. Yeah. The whole time he's treating her like shit. Yeah. And then the pretty like the beautiful people in the show are <laughs> are horrible. Mm-hmm. But you know, they're accepted. Right. Yeah. And, and but you know <laughs> not all of them, but some <laughs> yeah, of them, you know, like right. the villains, yeah. But you know what? That is that there's some truth to that, unfortunately. Human human psychology is weird that way. Like, you know, a lot of guys in higher positions, um, you know they 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 tend to be a bit shallow. Yeah, it's and based so on gonna, reality. Some of that. Pay more yeah. attention to like someone that looks better versus someone that sounds or or just is mm-hmm. better for the company. Sometimes you know? they res- they they choose like for example like like you said those yeah. kind of guys they choose to when they say respect women they're only talking about the ones they're attracted to like that's one of the things you know that part yeah which is big part of you know mm-hmm. yeah unfortunately right. but she's she wasn't respected for all the attributes she had and right. she had so many hard work like her resume was thick and they yeah. were like oh my gosh she's great but she looks like this but this other girl doesn't have anything but yeah. she looks like that yeah. and it's like she had to pr- her her that's value true. finally came on, on her appearance but i think that's also very poor management skills Okay, like as a boss, I don't want someone who's gonna be lazy and like you know she was gonna bring in the dollars. Yeah. Okay, she had experience. She she does become like the top, uh, like president. It's a long time. She becomes like the, the main like the chief executive officer, right? I don't remember. Okay, yeah, I don't remember. (laughs) I just remember (laughs) though. She does become successful. Yeah, she does. She does. does. Because it's been the same. I think the first one's a Colombian one. That's the one. It's like it's burned into my memory because, you know, we always used to watch TV together. It's like, come on, I just want to watch The Simpsons. Hurry up and finish the show. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, yeah, yeah, that that is how do you see that? Like, uh, do you think that's changed now? Where our socioeducation? Yeah, yeah. Like, like, you know, like the, you just mentioned a great example, like Ugly Betty, like that. You, you guys don't see that changing now in like TV? Like, I think is it going like maybe away from that i feel like slowly but surely it it is getting there in terms of like representation and and accurate representation at the same time though like still leading up to that we're still enduring like you know hypersexual hyper hypersexuality of like the latina women Mm -hmm. and like the roles that they play like oh maids and like you know gardeners and like you know stuff like that so i think like slowly but surely but those roles are still mostly presented to like poc yeah, you know, mm. so it's it's kind of like hard. obnoxious, like an yeah, obnoxious character. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like um, Sofia Vergara. Yeah, you know, she right. she exaggerates her definitely accent. a lot. I didn't yeah. realize I've heard it, it yeah. in interviews, and it's not like it's that not at like all. that. Yeah, I didn't it, realize that until it's I saw a character. It. She's yeah. playing a character mm-hmm. in her interviews, and and yeah, 
You know, wow. this this all this trope. Uh, I think they call it the spicy Latina. Oh spicy. Yeah. I was yeah. reading. There's yeah. a there's a YouTube channel I follow called The Take, and they had like an episode tracking this trope. And what I learned is there was a, a Latina actress back in like the 30s and 40s, mm-hmm. who actually in real life had a lot of like these fiery outbursts like she dated clark gable and she was like in the newspaper for like throwing stuff at him and cursing him out in spanish so the newspapers dubbed her something like the mexican hurricane or wherever she was from they just Mm -hmm. dubbed her as that and then that became her claim to fame she just got nothing but the angry over-sexualized latina role and that kind of set the standard it's evolved into like you, you mentioned the maid, like J-Lo was in a movie years ago mm-hmm. where she played yeah. the maid in Manhattan. And it's kind of like subtly changed, but there's still that whole like, they're the other. And a lot of it, a lot of it goes into, uh, they talked about a lot of it goes into like, they are just sort of a prop, especially in the modern era to teach the titular male character how to like better himself a little stand up for yourself take a little bit of that spice and go forward yeah and you know it's like okay that's a nice self-improvement story but overall having this having like this one role for the the latino woman the video argues not me necessarily puts them in a a light that isn't really great for latina viewers i mean was that something that you guys would agree with i mean being latinas yourself you look hey can we get something else you know yeah i think um definitely in the sense that you know if someone sees whatever is being depicted and they um take that as like oh maybe all latina women are like this Mm -hmm. and it's like that's part of the problem in my experience i'd like to be something other than a cholo for once (laughs) you you see yeah like have you guys seen flannel there's that one actor i don't know his name and i'll like bring it up later but um you know you look at his um videography and all the things that he worked on and it's all of them are like cholo cholo yeah cholo like all of it like there's a couple guys like that yeah so it's a little i feel like sometimes in this world of like you know media and content like it's a little disheartening in the in that sense but i think like it takes like people like us to like definitely change that um perspective change that whole narrative Mm -hmm. um and i think sometimes especially with big named movies and stuff like that or shows even you may have a maybe a person of color a director who's finally taking kind of like um the lead in doing something a little bit more positive but i think ultimately when it has to do with like hollywood and stuff like that like you're still working for hollywood and just overall yeah yeah Mm. which is brings up a great like um point is um you're a writter for for uh, Richmond Pulse, where an independent um, news community-based right? community newspaper, news- yeah. mm-hmm. stuff like that, I think helps change the narrative. Hell yeah! So like, yeah, what do you? Yeah, I want your input on that. So um, I'm, I'm gonna just give a, a quick story because mm-hmm. um, I am a storyteller as a writer. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was going to school at San Jose State, I had a professor for philosophy, and he was like, "Oh, you're from Richmond, the place where everyone's getting shot at," mm-hmm. and I was like, "Okay." So there's like there's a whole picture being painted about Richmond and yeah. we are m- much more than the crime and the than the violence. We are multi-dimensional people yeah. with so much culture. We have a a large immigration community, Asian, Latino and it's so much history. We played such a big part in World War II as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, it's yeah, as a writer I was like, you know what? This is this is, it's up to me and my platform and, and my, my fellow colleagues to change what stories are being told about Richmond and how to shine light to how beautiful our community is. Um, so currently right now I'm working on this um, radio piece and it's about the underground uh, food culture in 
Richmond. Yeah. Um, Urban Tilth. Urban Tilth. Actually, Urban Tilth is so cool. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. I love that place. But no, it's not about Urban Tilth. It's oh. about how when the pandemic started, a lot of people lost their jobs. Mm. And what Richmond people did, which is very unique, mm-hmm. is that they went to their kitchens and their culture to survive. I read that. I read your piece on that. Yeah, the yeah. food. Yeah. yeah, so they survived um, through selling food, mm-hmm. like Central American food, Mexican food, um, Southern food. On every corner. On every corner. You can drive down the street and you can find somebody yeah. selling mm-hmm. food. It's like the hustle is so real. Yeah. yeah. Like you cannot kill us off. Nope. No. You can't. I got goosebumps. That, yeah. That. Like, I read you. that and it was like, <laughs> that is so true. Yeah. We had uh, my cousin, uh, El Garage. Oh, yeah, yeah your cousins? Yeah. Oh, that's what's up. And then, like, they just started from their garage. Yeah. Yep. Like, you know? So that that's... And, that's and now like, they got their little storefront. Now they got the yeah. little and I passed by the other day, and I was like, I still have yet to try it, but I, I passed by yesterday, and there was a line. I was yeah. like, hell yeah. I was like, yeah. get it. And it's like people who are working at something else not related to food, right? Yeah. A lot of them. Some of mm-hmm. them. And it's like, I always enjoy cooking, but, you know, that's what I've seen in the people. Because, you know, I'm originally from Richmond, and I have a lot of family members over there. And, and uh, you know, when I drive over there... It's like, oh, this, there's, they're selling pupusas here. Uh-huh. They're selling tacos here. And tamales, tamales over there. Tamales, yeah. And it's all good. Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. All it's all delicious. You could, you could taste it. You could taste the, the love the, with, the, with every ingredient. It's not when you go to the restaurant. I mean, there's, there's no shame to any restaurants or anything like that. You know, we you know who you local, are, restaurants. But, <laughs> you know, some restaurants like to, you know, take the, take the short route and yeah. water down a lot of the ingredients. Like, like to, um, you know, skip steps and use canned, um, canned foods mm-hmm. to, to flavor the, yeah. their dishes. And it's like, you don't do that in homemade cooking. Yep. No. You do everything from scratch. Yeah. And yeah, it's a little bit, you know, a little bit pricey and whatever, but it's delicious. And it's going to a great cause. Like, I think throughout this pandemic, because, yeah, restaurants have been closed, but also I think I've seen a lot of people um, advertising their stuff on Instagram, on Mm -hmm. Facebook, like people giving out shout outs like, hey, you guys got to try this. I try to do that as much as I can when I buy from a local spot and like, hey, go support here. They have amazing this, this and that. And, you know, it's been great to see the community as a whole come out and support each other um, and really, yeah, continue that hustle because, you know, the hustle don't stop. With a pandemic, yeah, Mm -hmm. like people, people are literally, I've read that like some people have literally became homeless in this area because of that and stuff like this has helped them, you know, avoid um, being evicted and, yeah. and, and it really sucks because you in a way still have to hide that, you know, because you can get some fines and, and whatnot. But exactly. there's, I read Food there's, there's some, all that. yeah, you wrote about, um, there's this new, uh, what, what was it? Um, a permits, right. That they can get. Yeah. So there is a cottage food law. Okay. Um, and so they can get permits. A lot of people, you still got to pay, you know, it's yeah. a lot of, when, when you, when you include the law, mm-hmm. you, you have, to, you need somebody to inspect your food. You got to, there's more hands involved. And so, um, a lot of these people are still like in the beginnings of, of their business and they mm-hmm. haven't gone fully to like, oh yeah, let's, let's do this full out. Yeah. But, um, yeah, they, they don't care. They're like, put my name out there. This is my business. I don't care if I don't have any permits. Essentially it's like, I want to get the word out that we have this. Yeah. And what's really cool is that some people realize that I could have worked for myself this whole time. That part. Yeah. That part. Own your own business. Spent years, decades working under somebody else when they could have worked for themselves. Mm -hmm. They didn't know that they have the skills of the market or whatever. It was like, oh, oh, shoot. Yeah. Yeah. 
And literally, you have something that helps you with free advertising. It's called social media. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? Especially and, now, right? Because yeah. 10, 20 years ago, it probably would have been more difficult. But now, as you mentioned, social media, that's, yeah. that's the, the key point. Yeah. And that on top of social media, when there's, you know, <laughs> independent uh, writers who will write about you. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. That's huge. You're putting a highlight on something that's, you know, that I, that like, you know, whenever we, there's like a food or any kind of local business, that's what I try to use this platform for. Like I had her on to talk about how she started. And, you know, it's, it's funny that we mentioned this on that episode um, with uh, Viviana. Uh, like mm-hmm. I, I had seen her right when she was working at a bank. And then I saw her again that day. I hadn't seen her in a while. And she looked like younger and healthy and like happy. <laughs> and that's, you know, made that transition. Like Doing you said, what you love. Doing yeah. what you love. You never thought that you could make a living out of this. But when you're like, you know, up against the wall, sometimes some beautiful things happen. <laughs> the pandemic definitely was the end and the beginning to a lot of things. Mm-hmm. For sure. And for a lot of people, it was the beginning of, of a new career, yeah. of a new lifestyle and the beginning of their happiness. Because if we think about it, we're at work from nine to five, five days, sometimes six, seven, yeah, two shifts. It's like, that's our life. And sometimes we can't stand our coworkers, <laughs> you know, we can't stand the, our, our work environments and that impacts our mental health. Mm-hmm. And then when we talk and we, we include um, the traffic, that is not healthy for us. Oh, yeah. No. yeah. I no. haven't seen any research on it, but somebody definitely should. When we're stuck in a box for two hours every single day going and coming yeah you, you know, we're not sedentary um no. animals no we're not we're not like that it's like and then we're finally confined yo you know i mean what? hopefully if, 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 if you're, i just want to oh, mention this and you you touched on it um mm-hmm. when i was working i was doing door-to-door sales uh watches uh um this video some some motivational speaker we used to watch a lot of motivational uh, you know speeches on one of them was uh, a statistic that a lot of heart attacks happen on Mondays on the job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, no wonder you know, when I eat Mondays. Yeah. <laughs> Mondays. yeah. And that goes back to, you know, just what you're doing something you don't love. It just slowly, you, you slowly, it kill, so, slowly kills you, you off. Kill yeah. you yeah. It does. Yeah. And then, um, I also think it, it, it has a lot to do with our education too. I think that, um, yeah. especially, especially the education here in, in West Contra Costa, mm-hmm. um, they, they didn't, they weren't built to inspire our passions. Right. Yeah. And so a lot of people end up working a job just to pay the bills, but is it really what's driving them? Is it, is, are they passionate about what they do? It could be, you know, answering phones. It could be cleaning up, you know, you know, being a janitor or whatever, but are you passionate about it? Mm-hmm. Are you happy yeah. to go to work? And a lot of, a lot of times it's not. I, I would say that I, I think that, striving for one's passion and i I, i'd be a hypocrite if i didn't say that i i i I agree with you on like people should be searching for their passion and they should be doing it but i think that striving to work uh without really working as they say is a very modern very millennial gen z idea because if you ask a boomer or gen x it's like well that's what you do you you go you get a job at the bottle factory so you can have your family and your kids and that's just that's just what you do Mm -hmm. you work until you die you know and Going all the way back through history, that's always been the case. Even in the early days when we were just a bunch of nomad roamers, yeah. you know, it was all about working for the food, providing mm-hmm. for the clan, and then eventually dying. So, 
you know, uh, do we work more than ever before? Yeah, because in the Middle Ages, apparently they used to have like ridiculously long off hours, even then when they were like, Europe. you know, <laughs> so like yeah, in Europe. But like um, but now, like, I, I think I read something saying that people are working more like than they ever have beforehand. You know, like there are more hours, more time, two jobs, as you mentioned. But it's it's historically at a high higher point than ever. When supposedly robots were going to take over all the jobs. <laughs> Eventually, they'll, they'll have that. Yeah. Well, I mean, hopefully, to speak to your earlier point about being confined in a box and in traffic. Hopefully, while people are on their one hour, two hour commute, they're listening to the voice party. Yay! Yay! Right? The voice party. <laughs> Subscribe. Or, or whatever awesome thing you listen to on the radio. Like, that's the one thing I look forward on to on my commute is like, all right, what's yeah. on a Monday, especially? Yeah. Because we drop Mondays. Yeah. Hey. Okay. <laughs> you always like throw in the plug. <laughs> <This guy. laughs> yeah, but, but that's very true. And, and, and uh, uh, going back to what, what you, were, you, had met, you guys had mentioned, mm. Like the, the the West Contra Costa Unified School District, um, I remember when when I was in high school and middle school, like a lot of you know, like a lot of stuff in the arts, like music. And, was it there? Wood shop. There was a wood shop place, but it was empty at, at the yeah. senior year. A lot Nothing. of this stuff disappeared completely. Mm -hmm. And um, when I joined the union, uh, the electrical union, um, there was like a, I remember reading this thing that uh, trade workers like are on decline and a lot of those kids would start in high school mm -hmm. and they and, and there's a uh not as big numbers of poc For in sure. the trades which you know right it, they took away one, those programs you could they took away the programs mm -hmm. and there's one way you could make a good wage without if you didn't want to do fucked you know, up. yeah yeah funding for those projects and yeah did, did you were you involved in journalism and in, in school oh no i went to um lps to the charter okay. school yeah leadership or yeah leadership. leadership and so it was just focused on school mm -hmm. we we had like sports and stuff like that but we didn't have like i played volleyball and we didn't even have a, a gym to practice in. we we practiced outside in the pavement oh. um we didn't go to regionals actually so oh, okay. we did pretty nice. good yeah. um but it, you know i there's there's so many thing, avenues people can go to our um wood job or you know trade and whatever but you know these schools don't don't give provide space for people to explore these different options. Yeah. Um, I don't I'm not personally of someone who believes that, you know, someone's value is dependent on, on the what work they do. Right. Hmm. But it's like there's so many ways people can actually do what they want to do, possibly even make a living off of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But our parents, you know, they had the same mentality like work, just work, go work. work. Mm -hmm. Who cares about your happiness? Just go work and build a family and die. Yeah. You know, um, but yeah, going, <laughs> growing up in the school system in Richmond was sucked. Um, I had a principal who told me and my friends, like, you guys are just going to get pregnant and drop out. Ooh. Yeah. Can you believe that? Yeah, that that's... See, see, that's why get I was pregnant in high school. 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 I, was in, yeah. I was in sixth grade when she oh, said wow. that to me. She said that to Someone me. Someone said that to you in sixth the grade? The principal that's told me and my friends that we were going to get pregnant and drop out. And then when I got to middle school, I had my math teacher said, um, I don't know why you guys even keep trying. You guys are not even going to go to college. Damn. That's child yeah. abuse. And Especially if you is. are trying. That's child yeah. abuse. I just think that also, it, like, just thinking about Richmond High in general, 
I just feel like a lot of the teachers, a lot of the counselors, a lot you, of you, you went know, to Richmond High. Yeah. Right? Yeah, 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 they didn't have patience for no. the kids. They treated them all horribly. Um, I just feel like security always on grounds was very aggressive all yes. the time. It's like yes. it's like see, uh, the, yeah, yeah. We were just talking about our CEOs. It was horrible, yeah. you know, and it was kind of it was something for me like uh, uh, being a kid who was pretty like an introvert to an extent, mm. and like running the halls with a whole bunch of other kids who, yeah, okay, we were rowdy and stuff like that. But you know what? It, we're, we're kids. kids. Yeah, so it was just like always being yelled at or being told to go to class very aggressively. It was like for someone that was like quiet and introvert, I was like, okay, like, you know, it's 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 a little bit harsh and it's a yeah. little bit like, yeah, it doesn't make you want to be there. It doesn't mm. make you want to aspire for shit. It really doesn't. And to me, with like podcasting and everything that I'm interested in now, that didn't happen until college. Because, and to be honest, I'm honestly surprised I went to college because it's a lot of like, what am I even going for? Right. Yeah. So, I don't right. belong here. Yeah. Right. So it's hard. And I think like in the last one where we're talking about schools and, or you just made the comment of the teacher um, telling you like, oh, where everyone gets shot up at. Yeah. Um, one time I mentioned when I was in community college, I was going in the city because I just kind of wanted to get, get away from like, Facts. you know, the area and stuff. Mm -hmm. So yeah. um, I mentioned, yeah, I went to Richmond High and they were like, oh, is it true that they have cops on campus all the time i thought that was normal I right i was like they don't have it at your school <laughs> even even going to cc after high school like you know in those classes with a lot of people from different i, I feel like a criminal around them because <laughs> you know like I, I, flinch at them yeah like hey, we, we, i've done some <laughs> shit <laughs> yeah yeah like like i feel like a criminal with all those kids like and i feel like i don't belong here yeah and, you know uh, i don't know i i did good in my first semester yeah but you know it was weird like because yeah, I, I, sure. I felt like i'm i just came out of san quentin <laughs> and you know okay like the people that did mess with me, like like teachers and, right. and, and yeah, yeah, faculty, yeah. I deserved it. All right, I was, <laughs> you know, all right. It was it was you know it was earned. But I saw like I saw a little bit of what you're saying too. Yeah. So credit to those educators like yourself who actually, I've heard stories like you know, and I've experienced too. Um, one of my teachers, I remember her telling me you you should speak in front of people someday and, and you know and, uh, <laughs> then later on like I did my first show I invited her because right. I remember that you and know? I will say that there was definitely a handful of teachers yeah. that were there for us for, for sure. sure and there's mm -hmm. definitely those handful that I definitely think because without them I wouldn't have even tried but it it's so unfortunate because a lot of those that were actually trying to do good they're doing stuff out of their pocket yes. which shouldn't they're hidden gems yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so uh, you, you went to Richmond High there were Metal detectors, right, at your school? No, no, there no. wasn't. You see, but everyone's ideas like that there was, and I don't know if there ever was or ever it, in the past. Was it because of I, Coach Carter? That I, like the that movie part. portrayed yeah. it. There were there, but you know the thing is, there were metal detectors at mm -hmm. the some of the entrances, but they were not. They were know, dead. They were They've dead. Because the there was there. dude. But in the nineties, in the nineties, yeah, they were. Yeah. Like, didn't we have cameras I, that didn't work? All yeah, time? yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. yeah, that was a big thing. It was easy to get in and out of the school. Mm -hmm. We had our little spots. <laughs> like we're leaving here. There's a hole there. Just walk out, and it was so easy. Math hallway. Let's go. Yeah, you remember that? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was so. So that's when I when I was a freshman. Uh, Coach Carter came out, mm -hmm. and I was like metal detectors, like. No, like this, there, there's dudes coming in with Glocks. I mean, that was it happened, but it wasn't as big as people said. You know, when yeah. You, went to a, I went to a party in in in, um, in uh, Fremont, and these kids, you know, you guys from Richmond, you guys have scars, like 
Yeah, I think we all fell. Like, yeah, from working landscape. Yeah, there are listeners in Marin right now who are just having an aneurysm hearing all this. Like, oh my god. Oh my. Yeah, I know, right? Like, like I went to Kennedy. You know what I mean? And and I used to say at Kennedy, like, yeah, we're ghetto, and yeah, we have like some stuff going on, but at least we don't have metal detectors at our school, like Richmond. <laughs> so apparently, I'm wrong. We never had metal detectors. <laughs> San Quentin Maybe talking shit just... of Pelican Bay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I, I remember uh, for a while I was working as like an assistant to the head of the West Contra Costa Unified School District. Um, cool dude, but he was in like a wheelchair, so I would like drive him around, mm-hmm. and we would tour all the different schools in the district. I remember like we went to De Anza; they had just rebuilt De Anza. Yeah. Oh, went yeah. to another school. They had just rebuilt that other school. We're at Richmond High, and he's like, "Look at these lights! They put new bulbs in here. You can <laughs> see where you're going now. <laughs> like, like they, that's the, all they could spend on that school. We'll, yeah. we'll put some new bulbs. That's it. Don't ask for anything else." Uh, they used to say we didn't have windows, so they wouldn't shoot at us. <laughs> <They wouldn't> shoot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that oh, was, y'all didn't oh. have windows either. We didn't have windows. No, no, they didn't have windows. They were trying to save us. Oh, oh my goodness! Us. <laughs> I mean, the trap rumor, your imagination. <laughs> the, the rumor at Kennedy is we didn't have windows because it was supposedly designed by the same architect that designed San. Quentin so you know oh yeah we've heard heard that too (laughs) that's what I heard also (laughs) you know oh man and it's always great like you know we like to highlight local artists or local writers because that's the first thing you think of when you think of Richmond Mm -hmm. or you think of you know you know crime that's like the most talked about thing yeah it's like crime and art crime and art (laughs) and there's so much there's so much more and for you what's one of the things that doesn't get highlighted Aside, like you just mentioned, the food. Is there another thing that maybe we don't hear about when it comes to Richmond? Um, I think the women. The women. Mothers, and specifically, yeah. how they have to right now. They have to juggle the pandemic, their work, oh, yeah. kids, um, possibly a marriage, like a whole relationship. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. Um, es- especially when like, like some some in some areas where it is bad, and you gotta. You, take your kids out and you wonder if they're going to come home, you know, like that, that kind of stuff. It's like we're, we're, daycares are, it's, it's pretty limited right now. Yeah. So a lot of the help that these women have, they don't have it anymore. A lot of these kids are, are at um, home getting homeschooled. They have to juggle that too. Um, it, it's a lot. I also think the LGBT <clears throat> community can also be highlighted more yeah. um, because uh, I think Richmond is pretty traditional, which is really weird. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think we could. I think we can, we can be more open. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. We could be definitely more open. But yeah. Yeah, because we we are, like, there's there's it, it's a. I always thought Richmond and, and as like a, a sanctuary for for oddballs for like you know for just weirdos weirdos. Yeah. That's that's I mean because I grew up hanging out with the burnt ramen and stuff you know right that's, yeah and I, a lot of LGBT people there everyone yeah, you know, yeah. weirdos from yeah. all different. Um, yeah. So, and I, and a lot of those like weirdos from all those other cities would like come Berkeley's here. over here. Yeah. yeah, Berkeley. Here yeah. Because we're like a saying everyone's accepted like places like that. For sure. Um, so yeah, that's, that's one of those. I, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that. That is, that is very true about Richmond. I mean, we are traditional, but in a way also we have those little underground. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would even say that there are elements in the city that are changing. Like, like I knew when I came, I always knew I was like, yo, I'm going to go into education. I'm going to come back and work at my alma mater. I came back a little sooner because I came back before I got a BA and started working in the after school program over, over Kennedy. And I, I realized that I spent some time, some years away. And when I came back, I was like, wow, things have truly changed because there was a young man whose name I, I won't mention. Um, 
dr- who would come in a complete dress sometimes, right? And he was just flamboyant as all get out, but no one harassed him. Mm-hmm. I never heard anybody verbally accost him. And it was my understanding, well, actually, not just my understanding, but uh, my thinking was it was due to the health center because the health center was a part of the YMCA. They had a special branch called the Y team. They had uh, counselors there, therapists there, you know. uh, uh, And I think that they put in a lot of effort to kind of help students sort through uh, this kind of like potential cultural clash through a very healthy sort of way. I think that that element, you know, giving credit where credit is due, really helped to build acceptance because i was like this kid can walk down the hallways and everyone's like oh yeah that's that's that kid he's cool he's real cool because in my day they'd have called you the the f word they'd have beat you up for Mm -hmm. it you'd have been nervous and uncomfortable you know what i mean but it's like this kid can walk around in a dress and and no one even bats an eye yeah i have a 15 year old sister sorry i have a 15 year old sister who goes to pino valley high school and she says that there's gay couples and I was like, what? That, that sounds beautiful. Yeah. I, growing up, I never saw gay couples in school. I did. And I remember they were, they were throw, uh, stuff thrown at them. Yeah. Like I've that's, heard about you know, that. Oh, oh, eight, oh, eight. That's when I graduated. And I think that's the year I saw some of that. More, so yeah. to hear that, that there's couples and they're, that's awesome. And, and they, they walk freely in, in the hallways. Nobody harasses them or anything because they're really like, oh, they're gay, whatever. I'm like, right. what? That's so cool. Like before people would get, you know, demonized, yeah. bullied, and fuck. Um, sorry, I can't. Cut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been doing it the whole time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Really? I don't know. It's like second it's nature. Very subtle. I, so it happens so often. You probably didn't hear it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's just second nature. Yeah, no, no. It's, um, I appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I I think we can definitely get better. Yeah. I, it, I, we should get to a point that we see people kissing, what whatever gender ethnicity they may be or identify with and we just see it as nah, whatever yeah. and you just said a good point too because you said it was your younger sibling yeah and sometimes i try to be that for my younger siblings you know if i hear them say something that's not quite right and i'm like kind of trying to check, check it. them yeah check it and you know especially elders too huh elders yeah exactly um yeah i've i've done it on both ends and again like i'm more of a quiet person when it comes to certain things but you know silence is deadly yeah so it's it's to the point where it's like okay now you have to say something so you know it's just like noticing little things of my little brother saying something's gay and i'm like hold up bro like we don't use that word like that yeah. we don't do that that's not how we're using it um and then he's like oh, okay like he kind of checked himself and he was like okay like he realized and he understood stands and you know it's just the educational part of it as well and you know uh, i think a little while ago we were watching something on tv it was like my family i was sitting with three it was my mom an auntie and an uncle Mm. and we're watching jorge ramos talk to this guy (laughs) who was like a trump supporter and an actor uh, a latino actor and and jorge ramos kind of grilling him as to why he's a trump supporter Mm. um ultimately being like oh something about pro-life and stuff like that so i sitting there watching this shit made the comment of like i just don't understand why men feel so inclined to have an opinion on women's bodies yeah you know and my uncle was like what and I was like, I just don't understand. And I repeated myself again. And then we kind of went back and forth. And then my mom was like, all right, all right, let's watch, watch, or like, let's listen or whatever. And it was kind of infuriating at the same time to have two other women not. So, like, my mom was trying to support me, it seemed like. My other auntie was just very quiet. And my uncle was just very, like, 
loud and abrupt about it but you know at the end of the day i felt like you're gonna go home and you're gonna think of that yeah, yeah. that i said that and you're mm-hmm. gonna remember that shit you know it's not something that you just like oh it's whatever and like no you're gonna think that i said that you as a man don't have a right to say shit about women's bodies yeah so Facts. i felt like it was something no for sure you know and going off of that point um so we meet uh, do you know marisol canto i don't know her i think like social media i've seen yeah i've seen i've seen her on social media but i don't yeah so hood hood not for sale oh yeah 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 eddie Eddie. yeah eddie i know eddie yeah he's he's a homie yeah Um, since i was yeah i've known him since he was little yeah we have like a a poetry uh open mic night like every monthly i don't know if you've been in yeah i've been there yeah they they asked me to because i they asked me to perform (laughs) okay because i went uh at uh the coffee place Oh, so it was before, pre-pandemic? Yeah, pre-pandemic. Okay. We're doing it on Zoom now. Oh, nice. And, okay. And, and okay. so one of the, the, the pieces I last did um, on Zoom was about how um, in, in my past, like, dating relationships, men have always, like, felt the, the need to op- opinionize how I should look. Mm. I like you with your hair short, or right. you should leave your hair long, I like or your hair straight. You should straighten it, or you shouldn't. You should curl it, or um, there you should have less makeup or more makeup. I'm like, what? The, who are you? Why? Why me. do men feel so comfortable to, to yeah. tell a woman how or when she should look pretty? Because women are objectified. Because women are objectified, and I don't think that these men are intentionally trying to oppress it's women. Just, but it's just such a second nature it's, it's second nature, nature. Yeah. yeah i had the opposite problem when i was in a relationship you never notice that i do like oh <laughs> you, i have the opposite <laughs> problem you're Damn. doomed if you're doing you're doomed if you're no, no, doomed no, if you do like, what's so, different one, one, maybe, one, maybe these guys are just preparing for potential preemptive strikes like i see i'm noticing <laughs> see no you did that one thing with your hair one time I'm just you and know, i didn't I like it so you're I not gonna be like did you notice anything like did you didn't notice how i did my eyebrows like what like, nah. Oh yeah, they look sick. Yeah, they look oh dope as fuck. I like how they're cubed and yeah. and mm. there's a little square on the end. Yeah. Oh my! You know, you brought up something that like um, you said something about Jorge Ramos. Oh yeah, I remember. <laughs> I remember thinking Jorge Ramos is hot <laughs> when I was younger, and that's another thing that like Good look, man. you guys can say, oh my god, you look so beautiful to each other, and it's cool, right? And it's like, hey man, you look. You look hot, uh-huh. bro. Yeah, <laughs> that's, right. That's like I, I tend to do that to my buddies. You know, I it's that you know, toxic masculinity. You know, like, it's it's well, not not that now that pandemic, but you know, <laughs> it's it's uh it's funny because I don't know if you guys know who Dion Cole is, comedian. He has this joke. Guys will never say that to each other, but they do say it in different ways. Yeah, it's like if you see if you're walking with your girl, his joke. You're walking with your girl. You see this old homeless man come. Oh, she's so beautiful. You're so lucky, man. Oh, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah, thanks. And he's like, yeah, give him a hug, baby. Like, you know, that's what he, when he doesn't think the guy is beautiful. Uh-huh. But if another good-looking guy comes up to him and his girlfriend, oh, my gosh, she's gorgeous. Like, like yeah, yeah, I know she's gorgeous, yeah. bro. Get the fuck out of here. Like, that's, how, you know, that's how guys react to other beautiful guys. Right. Yeah. I, I don't know why. Intimidated. 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 Yeah. And that's yeah. our, yeah. And that's, but shit, other men should be able to be like, hey, man, you're beautiful. Yeah. You know, statistically yeah. speaking, men live less than women do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it has a lot to do with the fact that how our society has built up. Yeah. Because male, males' emotions are so suppressed. Uh, big time. Including them 
them just sharing how they feel about each other is so like taboo yeah. right yeah. to be like hey bro you look good today man you, you i like that i like that jacket bro yeah. i like how you paired it like when can they say that for right. us women like we go above and be, oh my god girl like i can love what you're <laughs> yeah. wearing yeah. girl I, i'm date i'm gonna date you if you don't wife you i am <laughs> I know, right? yeah yeah if, yeah. We, if we if we like each other we have to punch each other basically is the general rule. Like, <laughs> and i never understood that myself it'd be like look look look, look. yeah if you have yeah. to punch me on the shoulder real hard just let me know we're bros I'd rather be enemies. <laughs> that's too much, man. The shoulder show. That, that's that's uh like, <laughs> it's very true because like uh I've ex I've experienced that firsthand with family deaths, where certain family members didn't you know, you know they hold it in and then you know I had that with one of my family members uh um after last year uh twenty nineteen one of my family members passed away mm -hmm. and we were in the table sharing stories about about the, our uncle who had passed. And then uh, this, I don't want to say who, but this family member was sitting there and he shared a very uh, insightful story about why he appreciated that uncle. And then he, he, he starts doing this, like on the table, like, and he gets up and he goes, he goes to sweep, like some, like there was nothing there to sweep, but I know he was crying. <laughs> it's like, that's a very Aww. guy, a dude moment yeah. right there. Like, you know, I, 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 I've cried in front of these guys before. Like I, I'm, yes. you know. The way, I was raised by yep, my four yep, sisters and, and, you know, my Power mom. to you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I hate them. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> they tortured me. Though. <laughs> uh, uh. But, uh, you know, I, I I thought everybody did that. Like, you know, I, I'm, I'm feeling like I remember hanging out with guys sometimes, some yeah. of my guy friends. And it was like, oh, wow, look at the, look at this. It's so, so awesome. Like, they look at you like. Is he, uh, you know, the F word? All uh, right. Like, and like, what? It's, it's, it's great. It looks yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I would want to see that more normalized and mm -hmm. that's why I like stand up because Absolutely. in, in a stand up setting, it's actually open. It's mm -hmm. accepted for guys to express, you know, emotions or in the arts really. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. and, and on that same, uh, su subject, like, um, you know, KRS one, oh, KRS one yeah. does, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the rapper KRS one. He shares his thing. He speaks. At, he he speaks at colleges now, and and one of the things that he he mentions is, back in the sixties, the you know, according to him, there's like actual files where they try to demasculinize, um, a lot of the black community by taking away their fathers, sending the fathers to war, in Vietnam. Then he realized that you know their plan, uh, misfired or well, not misfired, backfired, backfired <laughs> because they were raised by their by women, right. and they were very emotional and and they can be vulnerable and. That was a creation of hip hop by all the generation of kids that were raised by their mothers, wow. the majority. So, you know, creativity is a very feminine thing, in my opinion, you know, and that's why to be just an artist, you, you got to, you know, you got to be able to be both. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 Masculine yeah. and feminine. Emotions yeah. and yeah. Definitely. And understand both at least. You mm -hmm. know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Empathy. You know, and I, I think I think the large problem is is trying to define uh, empathy and a lot of these emotions is one gender or another. You know what I mean? It's like, no, we all have a, a certain level of empathy and really uh, science would suggest that like, you know, the people on the lower end of scale of empathy, like psychopaths, for example, have no empathy at all, regardless of whether they're male or female. That's the definition of a psychopath, someone right. with no feeling for other people. You know what That's I mean? What so we train each other to be. It, it, sadly, yeah. especially guys, you know, right? Yeah. Like we train each other not to. But, uh, but how can and, and it's a condition that I think works on both sides. Like if I ask you, ladies, out of just out of curiosity, 
if I if a guy cried in front of you, like someone that was trying to pursue you romantically, for example, would you respect? I love that? it. You love yeah, it? I, I cry. It yeah, depends Come on to right? my arms. If he's like, please take me back, like crazy. I don't know if you would like. <laughs> no, that one. I mean, that, that kidding, depends on the, on the on the on the circumstances. But man, if a guy cries, that's hot. That's so attractive. <laughs> it's like a, wow. If it's a stranger, you overcame. <laughs> it's like, a stranger. I'm just kidding. You know, I've had um homeless people um uh, cry to me before. I'm and, I'm just being hypothetical, like but, a, a psycho, like. But it's not. It's not. You know, it's not as attractive as somebody trying to right, court right, me or whatever. Right, right. But right. I think it's hot. I was like, ooh, you overcame social, you know, barriers, and ooh, you you know, you're like standing up in your masculinity and you're embracing your feminine side. Wow, mm-hmm. like what's up? Can't, like, come you're here. Not afraid to cry. Yeah. Yeah. Come to me. Yeah. Cause that shit, that shit will kill you. That's beautiful. I have yeah. not, I have like no judgment at all with men that want to cry or people that want to cry in general. I just feel like sometimes me being me, I'm just such an awkward person for someone to cry in front of. I'm like, oh, pat the back. <laughs> like, I, I can be like that sometimes <laughs> yeah, too. Yeah, it's hard. <laughs> it, like it's easy for me to do it by myself. Like one thing that'll get me going if I'm watching something. Um, the other day, something got me going. I was watching. Uh, you guys, you guys have seen the. I was thinking about my family members that passed away two years ago uh-huh. it was two of them and, and my dog too like all in the same Aww. year uh and i was watching that uh adam sandler sing that song about chris farley oh yeah, yeah. from his stand-up and special i was watching it like <laughs> uh <laughs> 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 like you know but then it, it's for me it's 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 not like i can just get going by myself just thinking i need to like be triggered by something interesting i don't know if you guys have the same thing as far as like, no, i can you... literally think of some shit and just start crying oh uh, and yeah <laughs> yeah okay. but that's interesting that you have to it has to bring you there yeah yeah and, and sometimes I'll, I'll go in purposely like let me watch this one more time yeah, like, yes i didn't cry <laughs> enough okay okay those, those I'll are blockages yeah blockages yeah. that you need oh. to get out yeah i'll be real with you i um you know been a long time since any of us have been inside of a movie theater but sometimes i'll go and i'll like over the course of the pandemic i will re-watch theater reactions for avengers endgame and you're gonna find this funny oh, probably yeah. but every time <laughs> we're like they, they get to like the the end part of the movie spoilers i mean the movie's hella old everyone's probably seen it but there's that moment where captain america is getting up near the end of the film and he's been beat all to hell yeah and he's just strapping up and he's getting ready to essentially die because he's going to face off against an army. Yeah. The moment when he hears what kind of like, uh, no, no. The, oh. when, the moment when he hears Sam come in. Yeah. And that moment of hope comes. And up on your, to the point, On your six. Up, up on your left. On your left. On your left. Because that's how they met. Yeah, yeah. Right. You know, that's when they met each other. You're like, the moment that all they have the camera sweep <laughs> and it's the entire forces gathered and he's just got this like look of relief on his face. I start crying because I'm like, you know, this is a guy that was re- ready to lay it all on the line, and he's getting that that last second support oh, sure. from his friends. You know, I've had mean? moments like that with movies where I I was fine. I'm I'm just here to watch a movie, and they're like, wow. <laughs> I, you know, I've yeah. heard something where it says that like people that cry during movies, um, they're more empathetic or like they feel more in sense like of what that person is feeling yeah um and i've heard that it's just like i guess not all people cry during like intense movies or you know intense moments in mm-hmm. movies and that it really takes a t- um like an empathetic person to really captivate the feeling of what pixar the is like through. a tear factory <laughs> yes <laughs> pixar uh, uh, movies are like soul oh did you, soul did you watch soul yeah but toy story, oh, toy story. Oh, yes. nemo yeah. like up up, up. 
And then the little song. Yeah. <laughs> oh. To- uh, uh, Soul, I just watched it uh, the, the first day it came out, and, and that one made me tear up. And it's like, usually it's if someone dies or something. It's just the way they... Yeah. Like, oh, man. Coco. Coco, yeah. Coco yeah. was the tearjerker. Mm. Oh, man. You guys feel like crying right now? We could all cry for them. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, mean, I, I have only cried during two movies. Uh, one was Hard Candy when the... The, when Ellen Page was like castrating the, uh-huh. the child rapist because oh, yeah. yeah. I'm just like she gave on to him that's entrapment that's not fair <laughs> right I mean you gotta see the movie I've okay. seen but, it and okay. I, I was yeah. like he had it coming yeah <laughs> but but then the other time like when I saw the notebook for like the first time like I was bawling like a little girl like I'm no standing problem. giving a movie an applause my buddy who saw it with me is like what do you what want wrong with you? <laughs> what's funny is like I watched that movie like a couple years ago with my buddy and his wife and my fiance say and me and my buddy's wife are like holding each other crying like they were so in love they were so in love and my buddy and my fiance are looking at us like what is wrong with you guys? opposite to track she has dementia <laughs> you, know what, you know what's a funny one of my funniest moments of like of when i was crying yeah was when you guys they came over so we had scheduled to record on i was like one of the third times recording and that day earlier that day my, my i had to euthanize my dog yeah, that was when he passed away, right. and I was like, guys, I can't do it, and we canceled all the all the sessions, and then they just came out, came over, Aww. and I didn't really know them that well, and then I was just in there like, his ball's still there. I think one of you guys probably like, yeah, I don't think I want to clean that up yet, and and then it just came out, and then he gets up, and this. I was crying, but then this made me laugh. He didn't know what to do, so he just put his head on, hand on my I head. I love it. <laughs> I love it. And then I, I just started laughing. Like, what the fuck are you doing? He's trying. He's trying to show but I appreciated it. And then I'm like, right, right. That was, that was right. like, I love you for that. Like, that was beautiful. awesome. Oh, yeah, man. hell yeah. Didn't even think twice about it. Hell yeah. They both surrounded me, and it was like, <laughs> like it was, it was, it was, it was a beautiful moment. And then, then like, okay, we got to do this podcast all the time now. Like, yeah. <laughs> we're friends. Now, yeah, because yeah. we didn't really know each other when we started this. Yeah, so it was sure. like, yeah. that was definitely the moment. Mighty <laughs> Fed, can I ask you, like, what other projects you have going on right now? And like, yes. what, are, what are you into? What are you doing? So writing. Okay. So a lot of writing. Um, radio. Nice. There's something going to come out soon, March, because nice. uh, production. For yeah. sure. <laughs> I, I totally get it. I, I got in the production side, and I was like, oh my god, this is hell. This takes so much time. Yeah. Mm-mm. And then um, the program, um, uh, the audition, Adobe audition, kept shutting down on me. It's the worst. Yeah. Ah. yeah. And then nothing was saved. Ooh, you know, hours just down the drain. Um, but yeah, just um, writing. Um, I'm I'm a full time activist. Nice. So I'm always, you know, oh, especially with Chevron. Oh, you know, my with the gosh. Mm-mm. No. these motherfuckers. You know, something's going down on Monday. Um, there's going to be a, a city meeting. And so, you know, I'm do you put up, yeah, do you put up all this information like on your page or yeah, I always put it, it on my stories. Okay, cool. Um, so I can send it over to you guys cause it's really important. You know, it, we've, we've been dealing with this for, we've been dealing with <laughs> a long time, right? Ooh, um, environmental racism. Yeah. And that's the term mm-hmm. Yeah. because I don't know if you knew, but Chevron was supposed to be in Orinda, mm-hmm. put it over there. I'm just kidding. And why you think they put it in Richmond? Right. And, and because the population is viewed as expendable. Mm-hmm. Also, yes. Also, uh, um, we interviewed Dante Clark. Well, that was actually on your show. Oh, cool. Point. And um, he mentioned when he traveled with that film where they highlight about Richmond. You mm-hmm. know, it's like that's the case with a lot of the hoods in the world. It's there's a refinery. Environmental racism. Yeah. Yeah. racism. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I'll say this about Chevron. I worked there for about a month. 
as a contractor for a different company. Mm-hmm. And this is something that a lot of the guys that were in the show, this, 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 this uh, refinery is sloppy. Like you don't hear about that kind of stuff happening as much in shale or um, that we know of that we know of, but like they have way more flare ups than all the other refineries in the area. So it's like, I don't know. They got, they got, a, they also, all the other refineries, they have this thing where they mark what each, uh, I forgot. I, I can't really remember the terminology, but they mark what each, um, pipe has and chevron to save cause i guess they don't do that wow. so something along the lines of that so um yeah they they need i i don't know if anything they need to be more regulated than than they are because in my lifetime i can't count how many times there's been you know explosions flare-ups yeah uh, we have the highest rates of asthma yeah in the bay area and it really came into an impact when covid hit because the virus is a uh, it attacks the respiratory system mm-hmm. yeah. and so this is another reason why we had one of the highest cases case numbers in the county because we already our immune system was already jeopardized wow. yes mm-hmm. because of chevron so i could send that article as well yeah, um, i wrote an article on that um when i talked to a scientist who was um measuring the air quality at the time yeah and um when chevron um when the pandemic hit, um, you know, and all the car- cars stopped and the free, you know, we would think that the air quality was getting better. Yeah, it was getting worse. But actually, um, Trump rolled back a lot of regulations when yeah. it came to um, these industries. And so whoosh, ozone skyrocketed. Yeah. Good, good thing we stopped driving because imagine both. Well, well I mean, honestly, <laughs> That's crazy. I, I, cor- yeah. correct me, you know, your research probably corroborates this, but I think I read somewhere that even with us stopping carbon emissions by not driving a lot of the environmental destruction still yep. happens from the factories yep. right Industries. so that's that's the real cause real of, cause of global warming is the the, uh, the factories and refineries yeah mm-hmm. greed is not that good <laughs> unfortunately yeah and they and it seems like you know the the development of, of an alternative <laughs> you know fuel source is is, is suppressed by you know, people yeah. like Chevron. Mm-hmm. Just so you guys know, also this episode is sponsored by Chevron. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, you know don't I, shoot me. I, 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 if we go know, missing, man, I, I know, like, I, I know a few community organizations that have said that Chevron had offered them, like Richmond organizations. The Chevron oh, offered us course. money, but we turned the money down, you know, because we don't want to be good. I'm like, no, 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 no. Chevron can pay us to talk bad about them. That's fine. Y'all want to fund the voice party? It's cool. We're still going to be honest. <laughs> no, they have yeah, a newspaper. Did you guys know? You. Yeah. Have they have their own newspaper and oh, wow. unsurprisingly they did not report on the spill oh wow yeah surprise, they have surprise. they have their own um newspaper yeah. and because it's, it's a way you know to clean yeah. up and whatever um <laughs> but yeah at the richmond pulse we do cover this stuff oh, because yeah. we are community-based yeah um so yeah so I'm, I'm working on a couple articles um as they come and see fit um, still trying a lot of um, food from the community and sponsoring them with without any, you know, like, um, I'm just doing it because I believe in their business. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to put anybody on my social media that I'm, I wouldn't recommend for my family right. or myself. Um, but yeah, you guys can follow me on Marifer La Mariposa. Um, yeah, thank you guys so much for having me. Thank and you. I don't know how close we are to the end. We got about five minutes. Uh, um, again, thank you for coming on. Cause I, you know, it's, it's, it's funny to me. Cause it seems like in a way you kind of, uh, got us all to talk your natural, like, and, uh, what was the word? Uh, interviewer. You know, I'm a journalist. Yeah. So it's like, I'm over here asking you hey. questions. I'm like, okay. Dude, okay. <laughs> wait, yeah. It's like reverse psychology over here. Like, wait, I'm talking a lot. Like, wait, no, you, <laughs> you're really good at what you do. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, so you, La Marifer, La, what was it, was it again? Marifer underscore La Mariposa on Instagram. On Instagram. Yes. And, um, and you're currently involved with uh, a couple of things with, with for Chevron. Unfortunately, this is going to air like in a month, but yeah, so we... Good going. So, and, it, and even if you don't live in Richmond and you know you're not directly impacted by um, the emissions that Chevron is putting out, um, these winds blow, you know, blow into Oakland, into yeah. West Oakland specifically. So that's why they also have high asthma rates because of Richmond, mm-hmm. how the wind blows. Um, all these spills are impacting the people who swim, fish, and boat in the Bay Area. Yeah. Um, we do have a couple beaches in Richmond. They're not the they <laughs> beach. <laughs> but we still go with our But we still go families. anyways, yeah. okay? Yeah. And we yeah. deserve yeah. to have clean water we deserve to walk along clean water we deserve to have breathable air our children deserve to um, breathe healthy air and we deserve not to have our immune system compromised because we are human beings simply because of that and and, uh, like when that the last big explosion that happened the smoke went all the way to Livermore. Yeah, like dude, it's, it's yep. not just here, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'll get to you too. I'll get to you too. I'll get to so you too. I remember, speak up. <laughs> I remember being in high school and when we were graduating, everyone was like, "Yo, I'm getting my 18 money," and I was like, "What? What 18 money?" Oh yeah. Right. And they explained yeah. to me that if you were a kid in Richmond at the time the refinery blew, then they they there was a big lawsuit or whatever, they owed you money, and I'm like, shoot, because I moved out to Arkansas, at <laughs> and I'm like, it's just. Stayed here a little longer. I'd have had some. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I was balling when I got my Chevron money. <laughs> I was too. picking up the tab every time we went out to dinner. And what, I was like, please explode again. I'm and, broke. And what sucks <laughs> is, yeah. I had asthma <laughs> any fucking way. So it's like, you might as well have just grew up here. Uh, <laughs> what, your show's coming out soon, right? Where we can listen? Yes, um, okay. it's going to be out soon, so I'll, I'll send it over to you guys. Okay. It's about, um, I do cover some other people that I didn't cover on the print version. Yeah. It's, it's two different things. You also get to hear from the people, which is very beautiful. Right. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'll be putting that out soon. But on my social media, um, it, I, it generally revolves around my activism, what's happening in Richmond. I try my best to um, newscast everything. Um, and yeah, man, I thank you guys so much again. Thank you. Yeah, this is awesome. Awesome. It was very insightful. I really appreciate all the information. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. And again, thank you for taking your time to come and talk to us. We appreciate it. Yes, of course. We, we next really time with food. It. Yeah. Next time, <laughs> next time we'll, we'll do an episode of my JD eats bad food. We'll go to a bad. You know what? I, I, I would love to. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll, we'll, t- we'll, we'll talk. talk about yes. that. Yeah, for sure. Yes. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. That's been the voice party. We're out. Bye. Bye. Oof. Yay. Uh.